Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's Colson from the Sofa Cinema Club. Currently, the three of us are on our summer holidays, but we're still making episodes for you guys to listen to. This is our mini summer blockbuster series. Hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you do, make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you can get more Sofa Cinema Club action throughout the summer. Hello and welcome to Sofa Cinema Club, the summer blockbuster series. I'm Colson Smith and this summer I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Levinson. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week throughout the summer we're going to sit down together and watch a summer blockbuster, and then come into the studio and tell you all what we loved, hated, and rated about it. Now, the beauty of our film club is, of course, anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought. Our first summer blockbuster that we're going to be watching is the classic that is Independence Day. But before we get into talking all things Independence Day, very quickly, boys... How is your summer going so far? Well, you've got a story, actually, haven't you? And you went, don't say out, lads, because I've got this week's story. You wait. It's a blockbuster. It's, I've got a summer blockbuster story. I have, and it's good. Ooh, and as soon as it happened, ooh, build up. I was stressed, and I was like, fuck, if only we had the podcast, because it would be a great one to say on the podcast. And I was like, but we're not doing stories, because... It's summer blockbusters, it's bite-sized episodes, we're in, we're out, we're back by the pool. We make our own rules, come on. So, it's just me, this is just me. So set the scene, where are you? Where's the story start? I'm spending my summer holidays in Boothstown in Manchester, it's a lovely area. Oh god. Oh, I've heard of that. Got the Euro. <laughs> I've gone for a run, Anna, in the middle of the day, just as I do. Of course you have, of course Gone for a run. And when I go for a run, I don't take my phone. So all I have is my watch, my headphones, and my house key in my pocket. Mm. Run, 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 enjoying life. I've gone for about an hour and 20 minutes. I've gone along the Bridgewater Canal. Mm. I get home. I'm knackered. It's well hot. It's like baking hot. It's like 27 degrees. I get home. Check my pockets. There's a fucking hole oh, in no. my pocket. No key. My key has cut through the netting of my shorts and has fallen out of my pocket. 
And have you got a key with no key ring? Just plain key? Just plain key, yeah. Ooh, risky. I've got no phone. I've got no spare key. I've locked the back door. What are you going to do? Climb through a window? I couldn't. Nothing. I had to knock on my neighbour's door and say, please, can you do me a favour? And Hannah, my neighbour, she's great. She was like, yeah, what's up? And I went, can you phone me a locksmith? (laughs) Oh, no. The breaking. And Ben, oh, the process. fortune. Not even the cost. The stress and anxiety of watching someone break through your lock, damage your door in a way. And like, it took him two and a half hours. And I'm in my head going, have I got the only locksmith in Manchester who doesn't know what he's doing here? It was awful to watch. Is it just that the doors are built to not get in? Yeah. Have you got one of those, um, like... Rock door. Yeah. Mm. Like, can't kick down the door type Yeah. And and basically, he's just drilling through the lock constantly. And then eventually, when he got the barrel out, I was like, oh, should be done now. And then he was trying to wedge it open and he couldn't. And there's a little scratch on the door. Like he did, to be fair to him, he did a really bloody good job. And he kept saying to me, he was like, look, it's all about patience, this. Because he was like, if you're not patient, you just damage the door and you have to buy a new front door. And he was like, it's just slow. And eventually I'll find the sweet spot. I'll get it open, but it's going to take time. So stood there in the front garden for about two and a half hours as he's doing it. And my neighbour kept coming and passing us both bottles of water. <laughs> I wonder where that key is now. I wonder if one of those geese, you remember the geese that don't like you? I wonder if they're pissing themselves, going, we've got his key. Yeah. <laughs> so we got through. And what do they do? Do they just put another lock in and then give you a key? Replace the barrel and then you get three new keys sort of thing. So the, the lost keys. I mean, is a key to nothing now. Yeah. Have you done the run again and keep your eyes peeled for it? No, I've not done I the would. same route. I mean, what's the point, Jack? Well, that key does nothing. Just to see. Just to see. So two and a half hours of watching my front door basically getting broken down in a very strategic way. How much did I have to pay for the pleasure? Ooh. It's got to be. I've been locked out before and it were 100 quid. Right, it won't be 100 quid. I reckon the lock on its own is 150 plus key, 200. Then you've got his time. He's probably at 80 odd quid an hour or something like that. 160, 260 plus that, 300. 369. Jesus Christ. You're close though, Ben. It was, I think the call out was 49 quid. Yeah. It was 160 quid for the new barrel, and then the rest of the cost was his, like, labour time. If you had your phone, my mate's a locksmith. <laughs> Do you know what? You've got to love that. If you, if you told me I had a spare in my car... <laughs> it gets worse, because after the stress, I get my phone back, because my phone's locked inside. I put a picture on the Instagram, say what's happened... Jack's mate sends me a message. You should have said, my brother's a locksmith, lives the same town as you. Then Jack's other mate sends a message and goes, Phil's brother's a locksmith and he lives in the same town. I was like, this is not what I fucking need right now. But even your mate would have charged you. No, Phil went, it's a lot of money, that. Yeah. (laughs) He went, I think he must have charged you for two hours. And I was like, well, it did take him that long. Yeah. Anyway, the good and the bad is... It's all very well. It's one of those ones, isn't it? You get it done and you go, oh, that was money. 360 quid. He could have bought a new fucking door, man. <laughs> but, but at the time, at the time, you want it open. Our next door neighbour got locked out years ago. 
And my other next door neighbour, mate, she came round, she went, I've locked myself out. And I, do you know what? I'm one of those classics where you've stepped out to do your bin and it's just closed behind you. And she goes, I've just locked myself out. I was like, oh. And then the boy next to me, the lad next to me, I go, oh, he's locked herself out. We were going to try and get in a window. And he went, I think I've got this. Let's take the putty out the window and take the glass out. Oh. And then you climbed it. Done. I know my sister once climbed through a window at my parents' house when they we all got locked out. I mean, it's a full event, though, the climb through, yeah. isn't it? It's the ladder. I've done it on a uh, night out. Come back, come back home, three in the morning. No key. I was about 21, 20 year old, 19, something like that. No key to get in. I'd sleep in fucking garden. <laughs> I'd to sleep in the garden and wait until it was like 6am to be able to ring a locksmith. You see, you need a locksmith. I needed one in that loo when I was locked in the loo. You'd pay anything, wouldn't you? If that were a stressful day. Put- so you were stressed there. Before he started, embarked on this, how did he know it was your house? It'd be brilliant though, wouldn't it? I've locked myself out. Very true. Didn't. <laughs> and he agreed. He was. We, we agreed the price before he started the work. And he was like, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sound. And he was like, good. And then he like waited and I was like, well, my, my wallet's obviously in the house. And he was like, yeah, 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 you pay afterwards. And I was like, right, okay, we'll get drilling there. I would have loved that. I would have loved it. There's so many possibilities. He broke six drill bits. Oh, did he? It's an expensive gig, isn't it? Yeah, do you know Six what? You're lucky he didn't charge you for those. I think you've done well there. Mm. So there we go. What a summer blockbuster. So what are you going to do now? <laughs> what a summer blockbuster. What a, what a summer blockbuster. What are you going to do, just just for the viewers, the listeners, what are you going to do now, key-wise? Well, I can't say that because it would be very easy for me to get robbed, wouldn't it? Ah, leave the door open. <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment, I'm still doing key in pocket. Is that stupid? No, key no. on a chain? It's part of the fun. Run the risk. Hiya, mate. Me again. I've locked myself. <laughs> Any chance of a discount? <laughs> Shall we get into our first my blockbuster? Let's go. Got a special treat for you here, boys. Oh, yeah. Independence Day. Massive, massive film in it. Summer blockbuster. Mm. It's the one that's starting us off. And obviously, because we're on summer break, we don't want to be worrying about what we're going to say in a synopsis, do we? No, we don't. No. So we've got some very special guests to give us a synopsis. And I thought, who can do a synopsis for Independence Day? So I went from my old phone book and I went, who have I got in there? I made a few calls mm. and I've got two, two for us, lads. All right. And I want you to tell me who you think is the best summer blockbuster synopsis. So I'm going to start off with my very dear friend, Mr. Will Smith. <laughs> well, basically, on July 2nd, they arrive. They. they arrive, those, the, the, the extraterrestrial beings. And on July 3rd, they attack when New York and Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. are completely destroyed. And then on July 4th, that's the day that we fight back. <laughs> mm. That's what he sent me. Mm. Yeah. Is he in the film? Is he in the film? It sounds like he didn't read the whole script. It's not great. It's not great. It's a bit shit, that one. He's also kind of giving it away a bit. He says that they get it gets completely destroyed, doesn't it? Yeah. There's no sort yeah. of setup. Anyhow, what's the next one? I've got another person in my phone book as well. My dear friend, Mr. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who the fuck is he? What, the brother of Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> 
Goldburn. Jeff Goldburn. Jeff Goldblum. Aliens descend on Earth with ships the size of cities. Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, they hover over. And uh, I'm the guy who first figures out what they're up to and that they're going to attack, which they do, and they go on to destroy those cities along with many worldwide cities. Luckily, I've saved my wife from getting killed and in the process have saved the president and we're all up in the air and become the front line first team of defense and counterattack, which we then mount, which I play a big part in, luckily, and in for, with a lot of fun for me and... Uh, and with I can't give away the ending. We we, we we fight them back. Equally shit. It's so mad, isn't it, that giving a synopsis for something like this, like an alien sort of... Because it's far-fetched to begin with, the more you're talking about it, the more it just sounds like bollocks, doesn't Isn't it? Isn't it just alien, alien invasion, aliens are nasty? We fight back. I don't think Will Smith was that bad. Oh, I suppose it wasn't. The only problem for me is they gave away that the city's got destroyed. That doesn't happen until halfway through the film. So what would you have done it? Because you're not... We, we, we know that you're not the most polished synopsiser in the world. No, I'm not. Um, I liked that they say, imagine waking up one day and there's a fleet of UFOs in the sky that are like 15 miles long that all you can see as soon as you look up is these, and they're just hovering above, and you're thinking, what? It's pure panic on the streets. Nobody knows what's going on until it seems as though they have a plan to attack, so we have to come up with a plan of our own to attack back. Yes, Independence that's Day. Is, that is just as shit. <laughs> that as is just a Quick, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> It is a look. It's a flimsy. It's a flimsy film. It's a flimsy premise. Aliens land. They're bad. We fight back. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's they've had the same film over and over again since the fifties. And it's like proper patriotic America fighting back in it as well. I mean, the, the president's the guy flying the jet. I, I mean, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And then they go, "I'm a pilot. I've got to go up there." What? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 And it's also it was also the bit where. <laughs> the aliens the aliens destroy everything but then they are but yeah they've destroyed everything but they're going to wait they're just going to wait for another 24 hours before they destroy the rest <laughs> no they just you'd smash the rest wouldn't you you wouldn't wait well they're taking out the major cities aren't they that's what they're trying to do <laughs> they don't seem that bothered either at the end that they've knocked out major major cities and they go hey we did it yeah <laughs> The writers and directors, so it's two guys, uh, Roland Emmerich, I think he's called. Who did Massive Ones, wasn't he? He was the big director of that time. Them two did Stargate. Do you remember that that came yep. out? James Spader yep. and Kurt Russell, which was like 94. It was like, it was sort of like a sleeper hit. It came out in the autumn and it wasn't destined to like be, be anything big, but it did really well, so... While they were doing the um, press for Stargate, those two were getting interviewed um, and they basically said, you know, do you believe in aliens yourself? And they were like, well, possibly you have to sort of think, um, what if we got invaded one day? What if, you know, um, there were these spaceships in the sky and how would we react? And then as he was sort of basically just 
tell him what how would he would react. He basically turned to his mate, his co-writer, and went, I think I've got an idea for his next film. And then that was it. They finished the press like package for um, Stargate. They spent three weeks working on the script. They sent it off to studios on the Thursday. The next day, they, it was basically like an auction because they were just getting offered money for this script and this idea from all, loads of studios, and they just had to pick how much money they wanted, basically. Because how extraordinary! Because it's not a revolutionary idea. No, I know, but I think they just figured that these two are bankable. Yes, yes. And on Roland Emmerich was quite yeah. big, wasn't it? And on the Monday, yeah, they were in pre-production. So it was more the names of the writers than the names of the cast that got it going. Well, they didn't have a cast. They'd literally just sent the script that they'd filmed. It took them three weeks to write it, these two, and they sent it. And the, Do you know how they pitched the story idea, which I think is absolute bollocks? They basically said, imagine Pulp Fiction meets sci-fi. Mm. And studios went, yeah, we love it. Now, it's fucking nothing to do with that whatsoever, is it? Don't see that. Mate. But that was the pitch. Oh, he did. Before this, he did... You might remember this or might not. Universal Soldier. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. big. Is that, John, that not Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude was Van Damme yeah. against Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, fine. Crikey, so they got the money that quick? Yeah, yeah, Ben. And they got 75 million. Did they to yeah. make it? So on the Monday, they got 75 million to make this film. So in less than a week. In a matter of days. Over the weekend. Imagine that. You write something, you send it off, then you go, yeah, they've accepted. They've given us 75 million to make this film. You'd be like, oh my God. Quick, get the cardboard and the sticky tape out the cupboard. Exactly. Exactly. Some of the stunts are mega, aren't they? Like when the cars are being flipped left, right. There there, there was like one shot where I think they flipped about four cars. Just toy cars. Wasn't there? It was just toy cars, little little micro machines. Is that what it was? That's what they used. Yeah, Hoover put the Hoover on them, flipped them. <laughs> it's all, they're all miniatures. They're all fucking miniatures. They've done well there. They've got the seventy-five. But a lot of the cars, in fairness, a lot of them were um, real cars, and they just hollowed them out. So they took everything out of them so that they could... And then flip them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen this film since I saw it the first time. Did you go to the cinema? Yeah. 1996. I went to the cinema to see this film because I was really excited for this. In the summer, holidays. In the summer, yeah. We turned up to the cinema. I remember it all planned. Me, my mum, brother, sister, we're all in the back of the car. We get to the cinema. We got there and we went, yeah, yeah, four tickets. They said, no, sold out. And we went, okay, is there another showing? They went, okay, it's on every single screen. They've all gone. They've all gone. I think there was like eight screens, like ten screens. And they went, they've all gone. And I went, well, when's the... No. Go home. And we got back in the car and went home. home. It doesn't happen anymore. Imagine that. I don't know. The only time I can remember being turned away from the cinema was recently. I got turned away for Batman. The Pattinson. Yeah, probably the first week of Batman. And I got turned away for Spider-Man into the multiverse. Single rider. You got turned away and you were a single rider. Yeah. In the old days, when you used to plan to go to the cinema, it was a big movie. You actually had to go, like, early. Like, an hour and a half, two hours early to get your ticket. For the line. Because you can't pre-book. No, for the line. 
Whereas now I literally will book and rock up 20 minutes after it starts so that I miss all the adverts. Yeah. I'd forgotten how violent the film... I'd forgotten how sort of violent, but how... I'd forgotten the aliens... They sort of painted the picture of the aliens being so sort of vicious. Do you know what I mean? I'd forgotten about that. I thought it was a bit more balanced, but it wasn't. The It just... I just forgot that they did... It became stupid. It was just annihilation, wasn't it? Yeah, but also I forgot how stupid it got when the president got in a plane. Yeah. I skirted over that one as well. And then when you see it, you think, hmm. Mm. I have to say, I think Will Smith was mint, and I think he's so effortlessly cool. I mean, he, he's he's very talented. It's weird now, isn't it, because he's, he's tarnished himself massively. But in that film, he is so effortlessly cool. Well, the, the setup of the film, the beginning, the opening sort of half an hour, I loved. Because as an audience, you know information as to why they're there, what they're doing. Yeah. And what I loved is they didn't either. So the actors, they were all sort of responding in a way that I think naturally we all would. They were like, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? But like, the news had no idea... Jeff Goldblum's a scientist, he had no idea. The president had no idea. All the backroom staff had no... No one had a clue about what to do. No one knew. And I loved that. I liked the... How the spaceship arrived. I love that shot as it comes through the cloud. That looked cool. I mean, you talk about a film that's nearly, what, 30 years old? What is it, 27 years old? Yeah, the effects actually weren't too rum. Sometimes they can look a bit crap, can't yeah. they? Um, yeah. But then it got shit. <laughs> What do you mean? They got into trouble, didn't they? Do you think it got shit when we started beating them? Well, no, it gets in shit when you apply human logic to another civilization. (laughs) It will be fine because my computer can download a virus. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, that's the bit that stuck out for me. And the bit where they are so technically advanced, they would go, yeah, just get in the plane, we'll let you in. Yeah, but he shut the doors. Nobody let him in. <laughs> I get with that. I think that's fine. I think it just got to a point where you you get into a real load of shit, don't you? When you say, oh, the aliens are massively advanced, they've got this year. And yet, they're just not very good and spotters driving their plane. What would have been better is if they went back in the plane that crap that Will Smith brought down, rather than the one that's 50 year old from, is it Roswell? Yeah. They went back in that one. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just was like, Jeff took a little crappy laptop up and went, yeah, don't worry, we're in. It was that virus. So he got the idea because he went, I don't want you to catch a cold. And he went, catch a cold? Brilliant. (laughs) And then he went, tap, tap, tap. And he went, I've got it. I've cracked the code. There was a thing in 96. Now, you might not remember, you both might not remember this, but do you remember when it was going to be the Millennium? Yeah, Millennium Bug. The Millennium Book, and all computers were going to shut down, and it was going to be one minute past 12 yeah. when everything would yeah. go off. Yeah. I thought, oh, they've obviously got it from that. Viruses were big things, weren't they? And they'll shut down the planet. So they obviously thought, let's get this little virus of a computer system that he could write the same code. Yeah, within five minutes, he comes up with the co- it comes up with the code for their computer, and yeah, I... Yeah, that's the bit. And he went, I'm going to bring their shields down. <laughs> and it doesn't explain how he got the code. How does he get this code to bring down their shields? 
<laughs> he just goes, wait a minute, laptop open, and he goes, done. <laughs> put me in a put me in a fighter jet now. Now, luckily, we haven't yet been faced with an alien invasion in our lifetime. But if we were to be faced with an alien invasion, producer Henry has asked all of our audience, which one of the three of us would you want to be leading the resistance? Mm. Now, I know there's only one right answer to this. Oh, dear. But let's see what the Sofa Cinema Club friends and family have said. Well, you forgot your fucking key. It can't be you. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get in your front door. <laughs> Gary Cousins on Patreon straight up has said, my first question to this has to be, how bad is the invasion if these three are our only options? Yeah, that's bad. Ooh, that is bad. Simon Wilson, it has to be Jack to lead us to safety. Well. He is the wiry, scrappy maverick we need. Ben will go with the let's kick their ass speech, whilst Colson, the marathon man, is too busy running away from any explosions in slow motion. Blinding right on Instagram, who clearly has got sense, says, Colson, he could teach us all to run away from the alien overlords. I like this one. Yeah, Jack. Alex has said... Jack would already have his sunglasses on to protect himself from the aliens wiping his memory. Yes, that's good. Gaz says that Ben has survived so many animal encounters, surely he could survive this. <laughs> and then Brandon says, Colson, because he showed him over the hedge and they wouldn't want to take the planet on anymore. Do you know what? I think that's the best one. Yeah. You know when you go and approach aliens and you you give them this speech from the president, you'd go up to them and go, and I present you with over the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> ah, go, go, just go. I've seen something. I don't want to see it again. It's over the hedge. He's got wee borders here as well. Go, go. Whilst we debate what film could keep the aliens away from invading the planet, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will rate Independence Day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's William and Jordan here from Help! I Sexted My Boss. And on Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want anything full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. 
Back from the break. Now, for our mini-series from our blockbusters, we are doing something a little bit different with the ratings. We are rating the films out of 40. Oh, why? Hey, How do you do this, we ask? What's going on? confusion. Not just from Jack and Ben, but from the entire audience. Well, I will tell you how we do this. I will give a rating. Mm. Ben will give a rating. Mm. Jack will give a rating. And a member of the Sofa Cinema Club audience will give a rating. And the person who is getting the ball rolling, giving us our first ever audience rating on Sofa Cinema Club is a lad we know very well. It is our head of bread rolls all the way from Patreon. Please welcome on Sofa Cinema Club, Mr. Tom Baker. Tom Baker, he's in. Hello, this is Tom Baker, uh, a.k.a. Head of Bread Rolls. Thanks for that, Colson. <sighs> what a joke of a job. Anyway, my rating for Independence Day... <sighs> probably a sloppy 6.5. It's all right, I suppose, but, you know, I've seen a lot better Will Smith films. Men in Black's a better Will Smith film, and I don't really like Men in Black. So, yeah, sloppy 6.5. Oh, Ben is brilliant. Oh, hold up. Slightly cynical, I felt there. Ben is brilliant. I don't think he believed it. He doesn't agree with it. Doesn't agree Just with what he's saying. Fucking head of bread rolls, then take it out on me. <laughs> I think he's got a point. Sloppy 6.5, I think it's a fair. I think he's fair there. Interesting. So Tom has gone sloppy 6.5. Jack, you've had plenty to say in this podcast. <clears throat> I mean, there's holes in it. And it's around that time. In the 90s, they were doing Armageddon you know, Deep Impact and all, all the, these sort of same types of films came out. And I did like this one. I think the cast are really good in it. Jeff Goldblum, I really like. Big fan of Jeff Goldblum. Being Jeff Goldblum. Will Smith, I think he plays a really good part in it. I like the president, Bill Pullman, Mr. Glenn Oddle. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> he just reminds me of Glenn Oddle every time I see him. What, as in the football manager, Glenn Oddle? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 6.9. I think it just drops out. Ooh. It just drops out. But I think it is it is what it is. It's a good end of the world, America saves the world film. I don't mind it whatsoever. Can't, it, it doesn't offend me. doesn't, like, you know, it's, it's it, it is what it is does it well enough 7.5 for me that's high that's high there's plenty of holes in it but it gets to the point where the holes just are part of the film for me the biggest one that none of you have mentioned is that he fucking takes his dad with him for ride like he goes through the whole thing and his dad's there and also area 51 how come everybody just gets let in yeah, he's da- no Jack. His dad, who is giving him a lift to the White House, then stays with him for the duration of saving the world, and is in there watching him going. Yeah, kick the-. it's like what the fuck have you done? You were the lad driving car. He just stays. Yeah. He's just there, just allowed to roam around. But yeah, there's plenty of holes in it. But he's fine in it. It's a summer blockbuster. It's summer. I'm off. I'm on holiday. I'm not thinking about shit. I just stuck it on. I watched it, and I went, yeah, fine, seven point five. And also, it's two and a half hours long, and you don't feel like, oh, this is dragging, or this is a long watch. I feel like it ticks along quite fine. So yeah, six point nine for me, Ben. Ship five. 
<laughs> it's a shit five. It's a shit five. Bollock, load of bollocks. It had no bit in a blockbuster which I need is a slight sense of making fun of itself or understanding what it is. It got very, very earnest. Very, very, we're saving the world by destroying another civilization. I was like, oh, I was a bit over it. Five. So our first rating for our mini summer blockbusters series is a whopping, or maybe not whopping, 25.9 out of 40. Out of, yeah, remember, it's not out of 30 anymore. It's out of, it's 40. Out of 40. Yeah, because otherwise that's fucking oh, high, that. Fucking yeah. High. Yeah. I had to bring it down with the five. We couldn't have it skirting up there. But... This is a series where we're not taking it too seriously. We're not caring about it too much. Whoa, that whoa, is. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are. Hold we on. Are. Hold on. Who said that? Personally, I I think the results don't matter. So I'm fine with that. Well, it does. We'll find out at the end of the series and who's at top of the leaderboard. Well, no one's picking them, are they, Jack? So no one's at the top of the leaderboard. Well, we are. We are. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, show the inner workings, come on. It's interesting because we have actually asked our Patreon followers to tell us what their favourites from a blockbusters are, and that is kind of the list that we're working our way through, which means next week, the three of us will be back in studio, joined by some famous faces and one of you to give us your rating on Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Happy? Very happy. Mint film. Yeah? Is that a big summer blockbuster? Massive. Yeah. Maybe the biggest. One of the biggest. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Whilst it is summer, we are still recruiting and we are still giving jobs out on our Patreon. If you want to get onto Patreon, like we say, Patreon is changing. Now is the time to get on it. You can do by going over to www.patreon.com forward slash sofa cinema club to sign up for exclusive content, ad-free episodes, and a bonus episode every single month. And you know by now, if you sign up, you get a job at the Sofa Cinema Club HQ slash cinema slash film studios. But now, it's summer edition. So these jobs are only going to last for summer, okay? Okay. And then you sacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, I have got one to get us started. So, as you know, we're really proud of what we're building, aren't we? Yeah. And whilst it's summer edition... We were thinking, what what can we do? What what screams summer? What what's going to be something to take us forward, take us through the summer? And one thing that I, I suggested, and you two jumped on the idea, was summer camps. You know, like Camp America. Well, it's a Sofa Cinema Club summer camp, and each summer camp we need teachers to teach certain topics. And our head of religious studies for summer camp is Matt Pagan. <laughs> That's fucking. Jeez, I've got one right. It's summer, we're hot. It's been a heat wave. We've got a water park in the film studio now. And you know the, you get a big slide, don't you? And you get rubber rings. Yep. Head of rubber rings, Dawn Chilton. I've got one for um, for James, actually. It's just James, as in the singer. <laughs> and that leads me on to his job for the summer, actually. It's... Um, it's the evening's entertainment. You know when you get the um, the singer who has to go around the tables singing? Yeah. That's James. 
<laughs> I keep my eyes up for you. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, yeah. there he is. He's James. I'm ready. And it wouldn't be a summer job without a lifeguard, would it, boys? Oh, yeah. Uh, on rubber rings. Well, if Don Chilton's sending people down into a big pool on rubber rings, we need a lifeguard. So, topless with his tight red shorts on, we've got Richard Goodwin Baker. I love it. Triple barreled name for our triple barreled lifeguard. Is it triple barreled? Double barreled. Okay. Double barreled. <laughs> <laughs> you don't count Richard as one of them. It's just Goodwin Baker. Well, that is all we've got time for on this week's summer blockbuster special. We're back next Thursday where we're talking all things Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And if you want more Sofa Cinema Club, remember we'll be with you on Monday for Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial where we give you a little injection of Sofa Cinema Club on your Monday morning. Until then, we will see you on the water slide, won't we, boys? Come on, Dawn. Hold on to your rubber rings. Whee! <laughs> Splash. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's William and Jordan here from Help! I Sexted My Boss. And on Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help I Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.